Hello and welcome to the Roman League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, I'm going to go over my first mock draft offseason. Free out in the got away last week. There's been plenty of moves that have changed teams' directions. I expect four QBs to go in the top five with a trade to make that happen. Commanders can go off the line or cornerback. They made some additions to that in free agency, but obviously still could use uh, some improvements in those areas. I think either will be a great choice for this team as Ron Rivera enters a make-or-break season coming under new ownership. Also look at the first few moves for the Commanders. So let's get this mock draft start. All right, looking at the moves Washington's made so far, um, I've recorded a few different times for this, and either way I did a mock draft and then a trade would break or thing would break. So it's just been a lot of uh, up and down with other free agency. So this one, finally, I'm going to uh, post for you guys. It's the first one of the offseason. I really haven't had a chance to talk about Washington's moves at all um, just yet. Deron Payne uh, got the long-term attention a few weeks ago right before free agency. Great move by the team. Um, four years, $90 million. Uh, He deserves it. He had a hell of a year last year. Um, he's a stud right there with Jonathan Allen. Uh He's a top 10 defensive tackle in this league. Allen and, uh, and Payne is the best defensive tackle combination in the NFL, in my opinion. Top two, top three at the worst. And this is going to be someone, the pillars of the Washington defense going forward, obviously, with those two guys, both of their contract. Now, obviously, that leaves open questions for Chase Young and Montez Sweat, both those guys coming under new deal soon. Montez is the free agent for next year. Chase needs his fifth-year option picked off this offseason by May, um, which I think they need to pick up. Chase deserves that to have pick up. Yes, I know he had injuries, but he has, you know, some of the biggest potential of any player on this team and he could you know be one of the top five defensive uh, ends in this league uh, but again get back to Duran. love the move didn't think it was going to happen the last couple guys this team is franchise tag everyone everyone knows Kirk Cousins Brandon Sheriff didn't get long-term deals but it was nice to see Duran, you know get rewarded for his breakout year and it- going to shift inside to guard. Cosme is a really, really mobile and athletic interior lineman. Well, now an interior lineman. I think he's going to do well at guard. He's going to be really good at pulling um, and get to that second level. So I think it's a nice move to put Wiley at tackle and Cosme at right guard. They also signed Nick Gates, uh, the former Giants center, 
Uh, he played guard for them last year. Washington's looking at him as a center. It looks like, especially if they cut pay, uh, Chase Rulia to get reduce his pay cut, or they ask him to take a pay cut to have him stay, and Nick Yates will be a depth piece at center and guard. Uh, but either way, I think it's a nice, solid signing. He's a nasty player. Three-year deal, only $8 million guaranteed. Um, so that's another nice depth signing for Washington, or he could be your starting center starting next year. Cody Barton, a linebacker, he earned 36 tackles, two interceptions, and two forced fumbles last year for Seattle. He's going to come in and replace Cole Holcomb after Cole Holcomb left for Pittsburgh. It was only a one-year, excuse me, $3 million deal. Um, he had his moment in Seattle. He started off slow. He only started one year in Seattle after backing up Bobby Wagner his first three years. Obviously, hopefully he learned from Bobby Wagner, one of the best linebackers and a Hall of Fame linebacker um, as soon as he retires. Um, Cody Barton is an athletic player. Not great in coverage, has to, be, has to do a better job of getting off blocks. Um, so he is similar to Cole Holcomb, um, but Barton's a guy that, as of right now, is going to start at Mike next to Jamin Davis. At corner, they picked up Cameron Dancer um, from Minnesota off of waivers. Dancer's a guy I really like coming out of college in 2020 out of Mississippi State. He's 6'2", 190, 50 tackles last year in, in 10 games. Um, three total interceptions in his three years and three forced fumbles. Um, again, I like him as a third or fourth corner. He's an outside corner. Um, he had some nice moments in Minnesota um, for some whatever reasons. He had, was healthy scratch for the second half of the year last year. I don't know if he, I don't know what was going on. I know he's been inconsistent at play sometime, but if he was on this team last year, um, he would have you know started when Benjamin St. Juice is out and Washington would have played better that second half of the year, having him opposite of Kendall Fuller. Um, so having him in the room this year is really going to be helpful. They also picked up Stevens and slash Stevens tackle Abdullah Anderson from the Falcons. Um, he had 40 tackles and an interception last year, excuse me, and a sack last year. He's another depth piece for Washington to have um, at both defensive line positions. Um, no guarantee he makes the roster, but it was another life depth signing for Washington. And then obviously the bigger signing at quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. He had 2,600 yards passing last year, 12 touchdowns, six interceptions. I think he was eighth in QBR last year, ESPN's metric for measuring quarterback play. Um, he was a guy that I was looking at after Heineke left. Brissett's a guy that's a great veteran leader. He started a lot in this league. He's been a backup. He played in New England, Indianapolis, Cleveland. Um, you know, obviously he got a lot of you know winning pedigree from New England. Started a full year in Indianapolis, 2019, when he had 18 touchdowns, six interceptions. Seems like no one's ever said anything bad about him coming back from. Uh, I mean, coming over from the Colts or wherever he's been, the Browns. Um, and he seems like a genuinely good guy. There was a story about him at NC State where he would literally write letters each week to each player to kind of motivate them and give them you know words of encouragement. And there was one week he skipped it. Because um, he talked to players and addressed them in a full season huddle, I mean, a full uh, practice huddle and meeting, excuse me. And they were upset they didn't get a letter. So, I mean, things like that make a difference on people. Um, and it's really nice to see a guy like Brissett do that. And it seems like he's a really you know, good guy to have in your locker room, cares about his teammates, and does a good job to connect with his teammates. So, I can really see him winning over this locker room pretty easily. Obviously, he's not. If he's starting, that means Howe did not play well um, or didn't, you know, perform on the competition. I don't know if it's going to be a full open competition. I have faith in how that he could be a, at least a solid starting quarterback in this league, but obviously um, there's no guarantee he gets there. I like his potential. I love his running ability. He had a nice career in North Carolina before his junior year where he was a little bit of a step off with all of the playmakers left for the NFL. Um, but I think it should be a good open competition. Jacoby Brissett is a guy that definitely could be a starter in this league. You know, maybe not top half, but in that 15 to 20 range, and you could win with him with a good defense and a good run game. And that's what this Washington organization is predicated on recently. You know, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson in the backfield – Obviously, blown up the defensive line they've had for years with Payne, Allen, and Sweat, and Chase. And they have Jamin Davis is coming along at linebacker. Corner, you have Kenneth Fuller, Benjamin St. Juice. Hopefully a high draft pick. And then, obviously, you have two of your best young safeties in the league right now, or at least the best young safety core duo 
and Derek Forrest and Cam Curl probably top five when it comes to that, when it comes to their youth and the potential they can have in this league. Um, they're only going to get better. So this defense is going to be great, hopefully, at least if everything hits right, in my opinion. Um, so Brissett definitely can come in and win you games. I think if Sam is the starter and struggles those first couple weeks, Ron's going to go to, he's not going to hesitate to go to Brissett. He knows he has to win this year. Brissett can keep them afloat and help them win games. So I expect how to start, but Brissett's going to be a really good backup and someone that this team will rely on to come in, especially if Sam struggles or if Sam gets hurt. So really nice signing by Washington. I think he's better than Heineke and uh, more durable and a better arm. Uh, not as mobile, obviously, but I think and he's, but he's a hell of a quarterback sneak um, player. I mean, he did it all the time in Cleveland uh, when they needed a yard. Even when um, Deshaun Watson came back, they brought in uh, Jacoby Brissett. So I think he's going to do the same here for Washington. And either way, like I said, he's a good piece to have. I really, really like the signing. It was a great signing to have him in the locker room and a guy that can help them win games with Sam Howell falters. Obviously, no uh, Heineke left. I think obviously, you know, I think maybe his time has run out here. Obviously, it was kind of a murky ending with Ron Rivera. Heineke was a hell of a story. Great, great guy to have in this team to give this fan base, you know, semi-hope these last couple weeks, last couple years. Obviously, he was never great, but he was a good, great story. And he's a, you know, average quarterback, but had his moments, man. Obviously, the Tampa Bay game where he flew through the air and his first start against a playoff against Tom Brady. Touchdown J.D. McKissick against Atlanta, where it was mostly J.D. McKissick, but still a nice play by Taylor that makes it. By some time getting the ball, um, he kept Washington afloat last year with after Carson's injury and poor play. So you got to respect him. Wish him all the best in Atlanta, going back to his hometown. So you know, I think it was time to move on. But you know, happy to see him go to Atlanta and get a nice little contract. Holcomb left for Pittsburgh for three years, eighteen million. I'm glad the team didn't pay that. He's a solid, you know, average linebacker, but. I wouldn't have paid that for him either. Um, and, you know, hopefully he does well in Pittsburgh, but um, I think it was, you know, the right decision to let him go. Cam Sims left to go to the Raiders. Hopefully he gets a nice opportunity to get some, you know, targets there. I've always thought he was a pretty solid big receiver. Washington signed Marcus Kemp before pre agency started. Um, come over from Kansas City, he's probably going to take that special team role, fifth receiver, sixth receiver, so um, that Cam had here the last, you know, three or four years. So Cam's always a guy that I thought had more potential than he was given a chance to show in Washington. So maybe in Vegas he'll get a chance to show that. Washington also needs a new offensive line coach after parting with John Matsko is to see who that is. Maybe it's Trevor Warren, who's assistant O-line coach, um, but they haven't announced who that is, but obviously going to be someone that the enemy is happy with and, you know, feels comfortable working with. Okay, moving to the mock draft. The first pick, you have the Carolina Panthers on the clock after that trade with the Bears. Um, great trade by the Bears, getting D.J. Moore, number one receiver for Dustin Fields to help with his development, and then a one and two this year, and then a one and two next year. I think it's a great move for Chicago, and hopefully a great move for Carolina as they look for a long-term franchise quarterback. I have him going with quarterback C.J. Stroud. He has 85 touchdowns, 12 interceptions the last two years. He had 4,435 yards passing in 2021. He's 6'3", 214. I'm recording this a day after his pro day, which he obviously showed out. Um, made some really nice throws, showed the cannon that he has. You know, pro days, obviously, there is something to him, but they're obviously not everything either. You're throwing against air, um, and... Most of the time, you know, your posts look that great. If you have a bad pro day, that's more of a bad sign than having a good pro day. Uh, at number two, you have the Texans taking quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama. 79 touchdowns and 12 interceptions the last two years. He had nearly 5,000 yards passing in 2021 and won the Heisman that year. His biggest concern, obviously, is only 5'10", 204. And even then, he probably didn't play a 204 during Alabama. He put that weight on to get measured at the combine. And Bryce Young's a guy that I really like. I love the way he, you know, maneuvers the pocket. He's great, great feel in the pocket. Um... And someone that I think Houston's going to be real lucky to have. D'Amico Ryan's went to Bama. I'm sure he's talking to Nick Saban a lot, getting some insight on Bryce Young. So I think Bryce Young will be a good pick for the Texans. 
At three of a mock trade with the Raiders coming up from seven to three to get Will Evans from Kentucky. 6'4", 230, 43 touchdowns and 23 interceptions these last two years. Obviously, the Raiders signed Jimmy G. And maybe he's their guy for the next couple of years, and maybe they like Levis and try to get a guy to sit behind Jimmy G for a year or two. Um, I think Levis is someone that has some potential. I'm a little concerned that he was able to beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State when Sean Clifford is not really an NFL quarterback. But um, he had some moments in Kentucky. Um, was injured this last year while his stats weren't that great, but in someone maybe the Raiders will you know have sit behind Garoppolo for a year or two. At four of the Colston quarterback, Anthony Rivers from Florida. Obviously, he had a hell of a combine, 4'4", 6'4", 244. Threw for 2,500 yards last year, 17 touchdowns. Ran for over 650 and nine rushing touchdowns. Um, Shane Sykin did a really good job with Justin Herbert and the Chargers and with Jalen Hurts in Philly. Um, I think Richardson's a guy that he can, you know, groom and develop, maybe play behind Gardner Minshew for a few years or at least a year and maybe, you know, take over in 2024. At five of the Seahawks taking a dresser, Will Anderson from Alabama. He had 34 and a half career sacks at Bama. He had 17 and a half in 2021. He had 10 last year. He's just going to be a stud for whoever picks him. Um, he'd be a nice pick for Seattle on the opposite of a Chenna Nwosu. Um, that defense is trying to build it way back up after, you know, its prime years in the early 2010s, 2015 era. Um, so I think getting a guy like Will Anderson can help them take a big step on defense. At six, the Lions taking defense tackle Jalen Carter from Georgia. Jalen Carter, you know, is arguably the best prospect in this draft class, but his you know, concerns are off the field, you know, with that you know incident in Georgia where, you know, the car racing and everything. Um, I think the Lions would get a steal with him at defense tackle. They need a defensive tackle. Jalen Carter would be the best in the draft. Um, if they were comfortable with the off-the-field stuff, he'd be a steal at pick six. At seven, the Cardinals on the clock with that mock trade with the Raiders, having taken quarterback Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Um, Gonzalez is a stud. He had a hell of a co-op and a good pro day as well. Um, they lost Byron Murphy and Fraser to Minnesota, so Christian Gonzalez can come in and be their number one corner. At eight, had the Falcons take an address with Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Atlanta's needed edge rusher help for what it feels like since John Abraham played, John Abraham played there 10 years ago. So in Tyree, 6'6", 271, he had 14 sacks over these last two years. And hopefully he can give a lift to Atlanta defense. And nine of the Bears taking tackle Peter Skaronski from Northwestern. You know, after trading back, picking up DJ Moore and those extra picks, um, they build up even more for Justin Fields and help with his development and get him a tackle on Peter Skaronski. They can put him at right tackle left tackle if they want to move Braxton Jones. They could put him in the interior to go with Nate Davis for the sign-in uh, free agency from Tennessee. But overall, the Bills have a really nice offseason. I like the Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards signings, you know, getting DJ Moore, like I've already mentioned. Um, picking up running back Deontay Foreman to replace David Montgomery. Um, so the Bears have a nice offseason. I think that continues with the tackle Peter Skoronsky. At 10, have the Eagles taking edge rusher Nolan Smith from Georgia. Um, the Eagles, you know, they're getting up there in age with Brandon Graham and some other guys in the defensive line. Asan Riddick obviously is a stud for them. Again, Nolan Smith to come and pair with him or rotate with him. Um, a guy that had a hell of a combine in his own right, running a 4-4. He got injured last year, though, so his stats weren't that, you know, gaudy. But getting him at Philly at pick 10 will be, you know, a nice, you know, little fit for Philly. 11 out of the Titans, they can tackle Paris Johnson from Miles State. Titans obviously cut um, Taylor Lewan. He's been injured the last couple of years, so they get Paris Johnson to come in and open holes for Derrick Henry. At 12, the Texans take you know, wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. He's 6'1", 196. He was hurt you know, pretty much all last year. But his 2021 film and stats were gaudy, you know, 600 yards receiving. He had one of the best proto, pro, excuse me, Rose Bowl performances you'll ever see, you know, 300 yards receiving um, for Ohio State. And, you know, getting him for as a weapon for Bryce Young would be huge for him, you know, to go along. Because Houston doesn't really have many ones as a receiver right now after training away Brandon Cooks. They did sign Brandon um, – Jimmy Robert Woods from the Titans and formerly the Rams before that. And Noah Brown from Dallas, but they don't have a clear number one, and hopefully Njigab would be that for that for Houston. 
13, the Jets look like they're getting Aaron Rodgers, but they're not good with this 13th pick by all accounts. So I'm taking tackle Broderick Jones from Georgia, 6'5", 3'11". Makai Beckham's been a disappointment. Dwayne Brown's 38. So maybe they get Broderick Jones at right tackle for this year and move him to left tackle after Dwayne Brown retires. 14 of the Giants taking a dress for Luke Van Ness from Iowa. Patriots can use some help on the edge. He's 6'5", 272. He has 13 and a half sacks these last two years. And someone that I think is going to be a better NFL player than he was in college. Because in college, he never got a start. This is the way it was in Iowa. They had some good piece, good piece on that offensive line. It's human defensive line. So Van Ness is someone that can see him you know, taking another step once he gets to the league. 15, the Packers with their new quarterback, Jordan Love, or a new starting quarterback. Take tackle Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Um, he's the best tight end in this class, or at least 1A with Dalton K from Utah. Uh, he's six, he had 67 catches, 809 yards, and eight touchdowns last year. Now, the Packers really don't have a threat at tight end right now. Um, so getting a guy like Michael Mayer to help Jordan Love out and go with last year's uh, draft picks, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, are really um, good for Jordan Love. At 16, you have the Commanders. Um, I have him going with the corner here. Tackle-wise, you got Darnell Wright on the board from Tennessee, who is uh, you know, interesting, but I have him going with the you know, best value here, and that's a corner. I have him going with Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. He's 6'1", 181. He had three interceptions last year, 14 pass breakups, and the dude loves to hit. He'll come up and hit you um, in the run game. He's not afraid to um, you know, stick his nose in there. So he's a guy I really like to come pair with Kendall and Benjamin St. Juice. Washington needs a corner. You know, the NFC East is loading up on weapons. You know, Philly already had Savante Smith and A.J. Brown. The Giants, you know, signed um, Paris Campbell. They got Darren Waller, obviously the tight end. They can, you obviously need more receiver help. But, and you have the Cowboys, obviously the Lambs are the top receiver. They got Brandon Cook. So Washington can need, use another corner, especially with St. Juice, you know, rarely able to stay healthy. So I really like Devin Witherspoon. I think it would be a great pick for Washington 16. 17 of the Steelers taking cornerback Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Um, this would almost be you know, too good to be true. Joey Porter's uh, father, you know, great linebacker in his own right, played all of his career at Pittsburgh, um, getting his son, Joey Porter, to come in and play corner. Um, they did sign Patrick Peterson, but, you know, he's obviously getting up there in age. They used they lost Cameron Sutton in free agency. So getting Joey Porter at 6'3", 193 would be a really nice story for Pittsburgh. At 18, have the Lions taking t- tight end Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Um, again, he's right out there with Michael Mayer as a top tight end. He had 70 catches, 890 yards, and eight touchdowns last year. Um, Detroit traded away T.J. Hawkins at the deadline last year, and they really replaced him. So, again, a guy like Kincaid would help Jared Goff and Jamison Williams and Amra Amon, Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, Dave Montgomery, all those up in Detroit that would just add to it with Kincaid. 19 of the Buccaneers second tackle, Darnell Wright from Tennessee. 6'5", 333. He would come in and play right tackle right away. Tristan Worth is going to move over to left tackle after Donovan Smith was cut earlier this offseason. You know, Tampa Bay you know, needs um, good end tackles for whoever's playing quarterback, whether it's Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. At 20 of the Seahawks second wide receiver, Jordan Addison from Pitt, or USC, excuse me. He started his career at Pitt, where he were the, won the Belitnikoff in 2021 at Pittsburgh. He had 59 catches, 875 yards, and eight touchdowns last year for USC. Um, Seattle could use help um, opposite, I mean, in the slot with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, Lockett's getting up there in age, so maybe Addison takes over for Lockett in a year or two to pair with DK. Um, this gives Geno Smith even another weapon to, to work with and maybe a younger quarterback in the future. At 21, I have the Chargers taking running back Bajan Robbins from Texas. Um, this is if the Chargers trade Eckler, or maybe they take him even if they you know, still have Eckler. Eckler um, has made it abundantly clear that he wants a new contract and he deserves it. He's getting ready to be 28, so he needs to get paid. It's now or never. Um, but getting a guy like John Robinson to either pair with Lecker or take over for Eckler would be huge for them and to grow with Herbert. He had 258 carries, 1,580 yards rushing, and 18 touches last year. Um, he's a stud. He's a top 10 talent, but obviously running backs aren't picked that high you know, very much these days. 22, I have the Ravens taking corner, Emmanuel Forge from Mississippi State. The Ravens obviously can go receiver here. They need help for Lamar Jackson if he's you know going to be back. 
but they also need corner. Marcus Peters is a free agent. They need someone opposite Marlon Humphrey. Emmanuel Forbes has great ball skills. He had six interceptions last year, um, 14 total in his career. Very, very skinny. He's only 166. He needs to put some weight on. Um, he's definitely a first-round talent. 23 of the Vikings take wide receiver Zay Flowers from Boston College. Um, they need someone opposite of Justin Jefferson. K.J. Osborne is solid, but he's more of a number three in my opinion. Uh, Flowers had 78 catches, 1,077 yards, and 12 touchdowns last year. He is only 5'9", 182, but he's great out of the slot. He's someone that's going to eat getting one-on-one matchups if, you know, with Justin Jefferson consistently you know, being double-teamed. 24 of the Jaguars taking cornerback Deontay Banks from Maryland. He's 6'197". He had a great combine. The Jaguars cut Kill Griffin in the offseason. They have a really good young corner. Tyson Campbell, a second-round pick from two years ago. But Deontay Banks would be a um, good pick for the Jaguars and someone that could help you know grow that secondary. At 25, the Giants taking wide receiver Quinn Johnson from TCU. Giants made a really nice move to get Darren Waller. They signed Paris Campbell, Jamison Crowder um, to add to that receiver core, but they still need a big you know, body guy to go with Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton. So Quinn Johnson, he is uh, you know, 6'5", 6'4", 60 catches last year, 1,069 yards receiving and six touchdowns. Be someone that Daniel Jones could look for in the red zone. 26 of the Giants taking running back Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. The former George Tech transfer had 926 yards rushing last year, seven touchdowns, 440 yards receiving and three receiving touchdowns. He's someone that reminds me of Alan Kamara. A lot of people have said that. Really slippery and tough to bring down. He'd be a great pick for Dallas to pair with Tony Pollard. 27 of the Bills taking wide receiver Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. He's the ultimate deep threat. He'd be someone that would you know help take the um, top off the defenses for Stephon Diggs. And Gabriel Davis, he had 67 catches, 1,267 yards receiving and 15 touchdowns last year. He'd be a great pick for Josh Allen. 28 of the Bengals taking cornerbacks out of safety, Brian Branch from Alabama. He had 89 tackles, three sacks, and seven pass breakups last year. Bengals lost both their safeties, Jesse Bates and um, Von Bell. They did sign um, Scott from the Rams to come in, but they needed another one. Brian Branch would be a nice pick for them. Daxon Hill can also play in the secondary for them, but Brian Branch was a nice chess piece for them to have. 29 of the Saints taking defense tackle Brian Brees from Clemson. The Saints lost basically all their starting and rotational defensive tackles in the offseason. But getting a guy like Brian Brees would help replace that production. 6'6, 298, three and a half sacks last year. At 30 of the Eagles taking um, safety Sidney Brown from Illinois. And this is a little high for me or for him, but I think the Eagles can go safety here. Brown is moving up draft boards. He has 40 tackles and six interceptions last year, 10 total in his career. He's six foot two oh five. He's really good in the box. Someone that could play that Chauncey Gardner Johnson role. They're looking to replace heavy left for their free agency for the Lions. 31 of the Chiefs taking tight end Darnell Washington from Georgia. 6'7, 264, 20 catches, 454 yards, and two touchdowns last year. Someone they could pair with Travis Kelsey and maybe eventually take over for Kelsey in a few years. With that, concludes for my week episode. This will be my first draft of many before next year's draft. Or this year's draft, excuse me. A lot can still change with more free to move than trades, so I expect my upcoming ones to look a lot different. Washington should be able to get instant contributor at Big 16 regardless of position. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScott21 and Instagram at League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.